Hello and welcome back to the Pitchside podcast. Coming up this week, we have all the drama of the Champions League and Europa League and Conference League, as well as the French Cup and much, much more. And as well as our new segment to the podcast, Around the World in 80 Plays. Joining me this week on the Pitchsider is the Pitchsider's own Mr. Toby Green. How are we? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, You had a good week? Yeah, it's been great. Nice to have some uh, sunny weather for once. Yeah, and especially to have some great football, which we're going to talk about. That's true. Should we get straight into it and talk about this week's Champions League? Let's do it, mate. We're scheduled to start on. Yeah, start with the Liverpool versus Villa Royale. So Villa Royale went 2-0 up in the first half and then Liverpool made some changes to bring it back to 3-2. As you probably will agree, Liverpool were shocking in this first half of that game. Mm, yeah, absolutely. They they didn't really turn up. I think they were caught off a little bit surprised by how well Villarreal played. They were very um, uh, high press, uh, Villarreal, and they played really well, scored some good goals early on. Didn't really give much of a chance to Liverpool, but it seemed in the second half with the addition of Diaz, who I think came on, made a big impact. Yeah, so it wasn't actually... Watching the game, you didn't wouldn't have thought Henderson. You would have thought Henderson or someone would have you know, would have made some changes to the midfield. But mm. Diaz was a big call by Klopp, and it worked. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They did make some changes to their midfield, though. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. They used all of the subs. It was a it was a good game for the neutral, actually, especially five goals. Yeah, um, very good. I mean, we, once we saw it two 0 we thought there might be a, a real chance for Villarreal to go through. Um, I think everybody would like to see that apart from the Liverpool fans, but for like a neutral to see the rise of Villarreal and Emery, is, is, it's been amazing this year. And not just this year, I know he's, he's had past and especially in the Europa League, he's had a lot of history, but to do it in the Champions League with a team of this size, it's, it's great to see, to get to the, the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great, and it's a, it's a, actually, I think 3-2 is probably fair. I mean, the aggregate is 5-2, I think. Mm. But it it doesn't doesn't do Villarreal justice. I don't think they um, they deserve to be a bit closer to Liverpool. Liverpool didn't play as well as they have been playing. Yeah, a lot of games they've played because they've now now will play in every game that's available to them. Liverpool. Mm. It's a it's a good that's a good achievement for each squad. So absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it'll be good to see Liverpool in the well, not good to see the Liverpool in the final. I'm a United fan, but it'll be interesting to see how well they do. I guess we'll talk about who they're they're playing um, coming up. But for Liverpool, it's been quite a good season for them so far. So yeah, Champions League will be a real ambition for them, especially now in the final. Yeah, definitely. And should we just move to the uh, second game before we talk about what could possibly happen in the final with the Man City Real Madrid game? What game this was? You know, I said the game prior to this, the last um, fixture between these two clubs might have been the game of the year. But um, yeah, this definitely trumps it. This was, especially uh, the second half, later on in the second half, I think 90th minute onwards, absolute scenes, absolute scenes. We'll, we'll paint the picture first. City, uh, it's quite a, I don't know, City sort of had control of the ball for the majority of the first half and it didn't really look like Real Madrid were going to do much. Uh, in terms of a threat. But then, uh, and the City did score um, in the second half. Uh, Mare scored. This was after Walker went off injured and they brought in Sinchenko, which seemed to improve how they went forward a little bit. Um, but then later on, Real Madrid made a couple of tran- transfers, uh, substitutions, and uh, yeah, brought it back in the most crazy fashion ever. What game? Definitely. I, I think I actually called it in last week's podcast. I think I said a Real Madrid will win in extra time, which they did. So uh, I should have put some money on that. But mm. it's another story. But yeah, Real Madrid, they didn't look to be that their best until you know, they made a couple of substitutions and basically risked it all. Mm, absolutely. Pep, Pep went very defensive in that game, I think, um, taking off a lot of their players going forward, especially Mares and Kevin De Bruyne. But yeah, they didn't seem to do much in extra time. Well, so. well, they almost scored, actually, when Griezmann came, Griezmann came 
not Griezmann. I always get him confused with Grealish. <laughs> when Grealish came on, he had a few good chances and had a, a, a shot cleared off the line by Fulham Mendy. So they had their chances, but they just weren't able to finish them. And they'll probably no. be thinking the same from the, the game prior to this, where they should have um, scored more and um, conceded less. But in this particular game, Rodrigo, who came over in the same year as Vinicius and um, hasn't really had the same amount of impact as Vinicius. Um, but in this game, he came on and scored two two great goals, a nice header uh, and then a nice strike. Yeah, quality game. Yeah, he's in, he's in really good form at the moment. I think it's like six goals to five games or something. Mm. The last couple of games he's played, so he's in really good form, Super especially sub. going into this, especially going into this final against which will now be Liverpool and Real Madrid. Absolutely. Good final this. Who's yeah. your favourites? I think it's hard to call. Um obviously Liverpool have the history of the twenty eighteen mm. Champions League final when Real Madrid beat them and Bale, which is probably the best Champions League final that we've ever watched. But I, I reckon this might top it, but I think it's going to be occasionally enough, but I still think Real Madrid will edge it. Uh, just on that note, I think the 2008 final is the best final I've ever seen. Um, and we beat Chelsea in the final. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, in this in this game, I think Liverpool might be the slight favourites, but with Real Madrid, they've got that, that quality, and particularly with Modric and Benzema, um, that can real make, really make an impact. So... I don't know. It's hard to predict. Slightly towards Liverpool, I'd say, but who knows? It is very hard to predict. So this is a um, replica of the 1981 uh, European final, I think, where Liverpool did win. Okay. Um, Because it is played in Paris, which that game was also played in Paris. So it is a direct replica. Many of our listeners probably don't weren't around at that time to watch that game. We we certainly (laughs) weren't, but... Missed that one. Yeah, but um, I think Ramad, it's going to be difficult, um, especially what's happened in the Premier League this weekend, which we'll get on to. But Real Madrid have obviously won their league, so mm-hmm. they haven't, those games that they got left, they won't really be playing. Whereas Liverpool potentially need to win every game still. Yeah, I agree. So whether Real Madrid will be the fitter team for this competition. Who knows? But that Liverpool squad is amazing and probably the best in the world at the moment. Yeah, can't really disagree. One one thing I do want to ask you: mm-hmm. this Champions League for like whole competition, mm-hmm. excluding the final at the moment, do you reckon it's one of the best we've seen in our short history? There's definitely been some fantastic games um, that we've seen in this particular year i remember actually real madrid losing to the team from you know moldova the little like province in moldova sheriff sheriff tiramisu i think they're called which was absolutely crazy and i think even Shakhtar beat them so yeah there's been a lot of great games even from the group stages um even now hopefully the final can make, like live up to that that level that they've De- set already definitely and um yeah be interesting to see what that happens in a couple of weeks time absolutely i think it's 20 days to recording from this podcast not too long not too long should we move down the european tier and go to the europa league yeah let's do it so we had two games again in this we had frankfurt versus west ham which was a 1-0 and the big shot especially for toby is rangers versus rb leipzig could you did predict RB Leipzig would win this competition and they've been knocked out by Rangers. Yes, I did say that. I don't regret it because I did think they had the ability to do it. But we'll get on to that game first. We start on the, the Frank first one first. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. Against West Ham. I think West Ham sort of let themselves down a little bit in this game. Crestrow likes getting a red card. I mean, it's he's got it like two in two games or something now. I don't know. In the, in the Yeah, I think that's his... I think that's his second of the knockout stages. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. And to be fair, he should have got like a red card much sooner. He made like quite a few mistakes. And even after the game, um, did you see the video of Declan Rice in the tunnel talking to the ref? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's... saying it's corruption and stuff like that. I mean, I know it, for them to be this far in the competition, there's a lot of pressure on them. And I thought that, I think they're like exceeding their capabilities slightly, but it wasn't a great performance from from West Ham. And Frankfurt rightly deserved to go through. No, definitely. Especially the um, there was a bit of 
talk between the two sides as well on the touch side, which led to David Moyes getting the red card as well. I, I don't think it was. Mm, yeah, we I, I don't. Ball. Yeah, I don't think it was a. There was a lot of hype around, this, especially from West Ham fans, that when you get this far in a competition, you expect that you could go all the way. Mm-hmm. That you don't expect to just get knocked out in the semi-finals. But yeah, they. they I think there was a lot of pressure on them, and whether it got to some of the players, they didn't live up to. I don't think this game lived up to the hype. No, no. I did. I do feel like they had the potential to go through. Um, but yeah, the situation I think got to them a little bit. But that just comes yes. from experience. I think the more, you know, experience playing in these sort of competitions at this stage, uh, it'll definitely help them going forwards. Well, yeah, this, this is a, um, they should hopefully get a conference league, which mm, yeah. possibly they could win, but. Yeah, again, it's it's so hard to, but yeah, they they should they look to be fairly safe in that Europa League, whether they Europa Conference, whether they could get a Europa League spot, depending on what happens. Who knows? But this, who knows? This will probably be something we're covering further down. The bigger the bigger game, mm. the big shock was Rangers coming back from their one nil defeat. To be, uh, yeah, yeah, what. What a game, especially the atmosphere. I'd love to have been in that stadium. Absolutely. Ibrox is crazy when it's, well, it's always crazy to be fair with the Scottish fans. It just, um, that really, I think that really does make a difference for those Scottish teams. You know, when Celtic play at home, it, it massively helps them. Uh, Rangers. I know, I'm saying Celtic as well, those kind of clubs mm. in Scotland. But yeah, and, and for the Rangers, uh, for Rangers today uh, against Leipzig, it was a great game. I think they could have scored more, to be fair. Joe Rebred, a great opportunity which he fluffed sort of air kicked the ball uh leipzig couldn't really respond and cuckoo scored though yeah yeah that, that was actually quite a good goal it was yeah very good goal he's got a bright future ahead of him but great for yeah, rangers that. great to see a british club um go through i know west ham didn't go through but it's nice to see rangers go through um sort of my favorite well yeah i'll say my favorites to go through rangers why not yeah if they can yeah. beat leipzig they can beat frankfurt well, I hope I hope they do win because, yeah, they they deserve it. Especially with their history, they deserve to win it, and it's it'd be good for Scottish football. Actually, mm. I think it will be a boost, especially a Scottish team winning one of these competitions, especially the Europa League. It will be it will do the world of good for especially Rangers, but also Scottish football. Mm, absolutely. So, and also this gets them into Champions League. So, yeah, hopefully they could do they've done some good teams especially like RB Leipzig you would expect to be in the Champions League so it looks like they might do well especially if they have a good summer transfer if they win it as well I think it might raise Scotland's coefficient rating so it might make it easier for like other clubs to get into to Europe in the future and should we move to the newest Euro- European competition UEFA conference which is getting to the business end as well mm-hmm so we had a nil-nil in Marseille versus Feyenoid and Feyenoid go through on 3-2 on aggregate. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see this game, but from the highlights I've seen, it looks like it was just a Not that standard great. game. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, Feyenoid did enough in the first game, although they had one goal margin. I don't know. Marseille didn't really provide much of a, a threat in this game, but neither did Feyenoid, to be fair. It, I don't really watch much of it, so not really a great game. But good for Feyenoord, good for the, the Netherlands in, in general. It's not really a club that we often see in uh, this sort of competition later on. No, no, you expect to see Ajax, because they're obviously the biggest, yeah, but yeah, Feyenoord, you don't, yeah, you don't really see it. But the um, other side, which probably a lot of people were watching, was Roma versus Leicester, which ended in a 1-0 victory for Roma sending them through, was Tammy Abraham's power header. Yeah. Great. Good great goal. Header. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, great game. It's nice to see uh, Ranieri get applauded in the stadium. And it's great for Roma as well to get through. Uh, make a good final. Roma against Feyenoord. Back in probably yeah. Roma in that one. Yeah, I think Roma have got the uh, more class to go and win that. Yeah, better form as well. But yeah, unfortunate for Leicester at the moment, their form is terrible in the league. And otherwise, uh, I think they've lost four in a row now in all competitions. So it's not not great for them. They probably entered this stage of the competition 
uh, not in the correct um, sort of mentality and form, which didn't help them. But, you know, on a different day, they might have won. But that's football for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's sad to see Leicester slip down down this sort of route, but probably just need a bit of a revamp, Absolutely. as a lot of teams do. But I think maybe the a... manager as well, just to freshen things up. You expect Rodgers to be doing better, but... Mm, yeah. With his pedigree. Slip, yeah, he's slipping down, which is not good if he wanted to go to a bigger team. No, he should have left after the FA Cup when his um, stocks were highest. Yeah, that's their, that's their season over now. But they look to be safe in the Premier League, so they've always got next season to rebuild, which is... A good segue to the Premier League. <laughs> so there's been some news on a new story that we seem to cover every single week. Hopefully this is one of the last weeks. <laughs> um, Chelsea have agreed to sell to Todd Bowley. So the which is a four point two five billion pound, I believe. Yeah. And I believe so he paid two point five he's going to pay two point five billion for shares, which will put be put into a frozen bank fund mm-hmm. uh, bank account, which is for the shares, and then there's gonna be one point seven five billion which will be used to redevelop Stamford Bridge, the women's stadium. Uh, Cobham investment in both the youth, mm. men's and women's squad as well. So hopefully, hopefully it isn't down the same route of like the Glaciers. But... Oh God, you hope not. It sounds promising, but what's what's been said so far. So I think most Chelsea fans would be quite happy with this with this acquisition. And it looks like he's he's got money as well. He spends a lot with his his baseball team. His, yes, one of, his, yeah, his, one of his American teams. I don't know. I don't watch. Yeah, American I think sports. he's got. I think he's got two. I think he's got a baseball team and a or a baseball team and maybe a basketball team. I'm he, not. He's minted. On That's that. what we we're saying, basically. So you'll be fine, Chelsea. Yeah, and he's not. Also, he's. I think there's about five or six other people that have been sort of linked, especially it's a um, Swiss bank as well. Oh, well be, okay. And also, I think there's a British businessman and a. TV uh, journalist as well I think all sort of put in money so I think there's I think there's a lot of money in this group which is probably why the Reigns group have picked them but yeah hopefully hopefully it's good for Chelsea and hopefully which I think this is probably why Chelsea aren't doing that well I think they're off it's only so much you think they're distracted by the the takeover the players I think I think a lot of players distracted and also don't think where we didn't have, we've got had that gap. I think a lot of players didn't have that focus, and we're looking to next season, especially players like Rudiger and Christensen, hmm. who probably aren't going to be at the club anymore, and they can't see that we're fighting for the Premier League. So yeah, what's I agree. The point in actually playing, yeah, but, yeah, Asbic as well, maybe might be off. Yeah, yeah, I think no, he's um he signed a new contract he's like well he's got his one year extension so oh i thought they weren't gonna yeah, pay the money he wanted but maybe with the new ownership there i, th- I think it was a he's, pl- cause he's played so many games i think he's um automatically extended his contract for a year which is a clause in oh, his contract but the club have said that if he wants to leave we will probably let him go for either a normal fee or for free yeah due to his services to the club that's nice of them but which is similar to what we did last season with Giroud. Yeah. How much did you get for him? Was it 10 million? No, I think it was like, more like four or five. Oh, okay. Well, they got but, a great deal out of that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't... I think that pretty much covers the uh, Chelsea sale. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the future, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, midweek game, Palace have knocked Watford out of the Premier League. Return of Roy Hodgson to Southhouse Park. Yeah, Watford, Watford get relegated. Not the best send off for him to get to. Hopefully for him to retire, but who knows? Well, yeah, he's already retired before, hasn't he? So wouldn't be the first time. Uh, yeah, he's done a Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to miss Watford being in the Premier League. They started off quite lively, and then they just did nothing, and their defense was absolutely Championship level. And the main thing in the Premier League is you need a good good defence and they didn't have that. So, yeah, 
I think they have the, the quality to bounce back, though, if they can retain their players. It just depends on how much money they're on and if they can afford them. Yeah, I, f- I think a lot of their players they had seemed to have, especially, is it Saar in Milan? Saar? Yeah, yeah, it's Miller Saar. He, he, um, he looks to be leaving, I think. Yeah, he's, he's quite a hot prospect, but I don't know, his, his valuations might gone down a little bit now that gone down to the championship. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, yeah, it's a bit be interesting, especially if people want. Especially, I think Newcastle are in for him, but it'd be it'd be interesting to see what happens there, and whoever gets this last relegation spot is mm. getting. Again, we've had a shift in momentum, so um, Leeds Leeds have dropped down to eighteenth. Burnley are now seventeenth on the exact same points, but Leeds' goal difference is looks to be shocking and puts them down into that position. And Everton mm. got a great win over Leicester today to put them up to 16th with a game in hand. I'm not sure what Lampard's done. Maybe he's done some like some magic or something because Everton's form at the moment is is crazy good. Beat Chelsea, beat Leicester today. If they can continue this, they'll be absolutely fine. So this is exactly what they need at this, this point in time uh, because if they were going to continue this sort of losing run, they would be definitely going down into the championship. So, yeah, who knows now? It kind of throws the relegation battle into contention slightly. At least look like the favourites now. But, well, there's not many games left, is there? There's, there's three for some teams. Yeah, so three. Who can tell, really? It'll be, it'll be a battle between the three clubs. And Leeds' performance today was pretty poor. Um, I think they got two red cards. Or was it one? And they almost got two. I think they've broken the record for most amount of yellow cards in, in a season, Leeds, this Yeah, year. 95. Yeah. So it doesn't look great. Jesse Marsh might be struggling because he hasn't really had that new manager bounce that we've seen of other managers in the league. So yeah, slightly worrisome for, for Leeds at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I'm just, just looking at the table. Um, so Everton are on 35 points with a game in hand. So if they win, they go to 38, which means they're two points off Southampton sitting in 15th. And most people would class Southampton as safe. Mm. So. Yeah, forty yeah, points it's, usually. It's um, they look to be, yes, yeah, they especially if they can keep up this winning run. I don't know what games they've got left, um, but I know Leeds have got Chelsea coming up in the week. So, mm. especially if they, I mean, Chelsea aren't in the best of form, so anything could happen here. But yeah, especially with all their red cards they got today, I think Chelsea should hopefully win this one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think yeah, I think Leeds will be down. I got to say that Burnley have got some tough opponents. They've got Tottenham, Villa, and Newcastle. And this is after losing to, to Villa today, 3 1. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be tight between those two clubs. It depends who can sort of scrape a few draws, see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going back a few weeks ago, Leeds were well out of this relegation battle. Mm, they, mm. You, they weren't even in it. When and they had Bielsa. Yeah, and this drop in form, which means they've now dropped into this fight, which no Leeds fan wants to be in. No, no. They looked like they were on the up um, last year, improving. Um, but this year, they've been pretty dire. But it'd be terrible for them if they go down. They'll have Definitely. to sell Calvin Phillips, probably. I think they're, yeah, I think there'll be a couple of players that'll probably go. Mm. But I think I think this is missing a couple of their key players, which is the reason they've gone down, especially like Bamford and that. Those key players. Yeah, they've got a lot... Of, well, they got no players in form at the moment, so doesn't really matter too much who's playing for them, it seems. But yeah, I, I do agree. They've got quite a few key players out, so that can't help. No, no, definitely not. Should we move to the uh, title fight of this Premier League? Yep, let's do it. So last week, it was one point in it. And both both would, if both won, Man City would have won the Premier League. Mm. And probably a lot of people were hoping that Man City slipped up. It's actually been Liverpool who have slipped up against Tottenham. They've got a one-all draw, which, yeah. And then City come and beat Newcastle 5-0 today. <laughs> and now there's a three-point gap, which is not the end, but there's only three games to go. And Yeah, it's going to be very yeah. difficult to overturn I think I think even Jurgen Klopp has said Man City will not drop points now. Mm. Well, I thought so, that, that Tottenham, out of all the, the fixtures for Liverpool left, would be the one of the hardest opponents to face. Tottenham are kind of like wishy-washy form, but at the moment it seems to be quite positive. Um, so, 
Yeah, and they got two world class players, which a lot of teams don't have in in Sun and Kane. So they've always, they've always got a threat on them, and yeah, it, it really shakes up the, the the battle for the the title. You've got to think it's going to be Cities now, because you, well, you didn't imagine there's going to be any drop points. Although we, this is kind of slightly unexpected, I don't imagine City will drop any more points or any points rather. Maybe a loss this one. Maybe for Liverpool, there's more focus on the Champions League now and the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, if I suppose they've got two routes, they can either go and play every game as they would have and try and win it and hope City slip up, or they can not play their best team against these and then go for the two finals that they are definitely in, mm. which is up to Jurgen Klopp. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see which route he decides to take. Yeah, absolutely. See if he experiments with the team at all. But I, yeah. probably probably with him, he'll try and win every game that he plays, or uh, the team plays. So I don't think there'll be much rotation apart from maybe the front three. No, no. But they've got a very good squad to go and try and win every competition. Yeah, absolutely. Be interesting. It's been an interesting end to the season, which I'm quite looking forward to, actually. Yeah, usually at this point, you've either wrapped up the relegation um, scrap or the top, the battle for the title, basically. But yeah, this season, there's still a lot of question marks, which is always good. But just having a look at the Premier League table, um, do, you, do you think the defences in this league have got a tad worse? Maybe defending a tad worse? Just looking at like goal difference, like United's goal difference is one. Yeah, yeah well, we've got and the worst points tally we'll ever get. Uh, so far in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, obviously you've got the big, you've got Man City, you've got 68, Liverpool have got 64, Chelsea have got 39, but then Arsenal have got 14, Tottenham have got 20, and West Ham have got 11, and then everyone else is, the next highest is Crystal Palace in 10th with four. Well, that just shows you the quality difference, doesn't it? In in terms of yeah. ability this year and how well they've done. Um, but a lot of teams at the bottom of the division, particularly the ones that are in the relegation zone, are or do have championship level defence, like Norwich, Watford, um, Everton almost, Southampton, they do. So yeah, not yeah, not great defence. Um and you, teams like United are just terrible. And if we finish the league with a minus goal difference, it would just be the icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, just just for comparison for, for for the listener, just Syria, the t- first t- first team that you would get below five of goal difference is eleventh, which they have. There's is pretty much more. They've got forty seven, thirty one, thirty seven, twenty two, nineteen, fifteen, twenty, and then it goes down into like seven, nine, seven, and then we go to minus one, zero. Hmm. Seems more of like a more drop, whereas a Premier League is big, like close, and then there's a big drop. Which maybe it's to do with that... the quality opposition. Like it's harder to string consecutive wins together. Um, you're more likely to face a tougher opposition than maybe in Italy. Um, yeah, so you're more likely to concede. Not sure. Yeah, it's it's just just think I noticed as I was looking at the Premier League table earlier, but thought I'd mention it. But yeah, it, it, well, they're they're not really near to breaking their their goal record are they city so no 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 they're not near the not near breaking that goal record but it's yeah it's just i don't know it feels like there's um a very big difference and whether maybe defense has got worse this season or whether the strikers in all yeah, teams that's have got a good better. Point, actually. or maybe they're just scoring less you think though yeah most of these teams have not exactly a recognized striker I know Liverpool don't, City don't, Chelsea no. don't often play with a recognised striker. Arsenal just really with Nketiah, Tottenham do, of course. United, yeah, sometimes do. And then West Ham play with Antonio, who you could sort of say he's a recognised striker. But yeah, it's sort of that maybe. We haven't really seen a team other than really maybe Tottenham with a world-class striker up front. Maybe if Haaland comes to City, that might change. Might be a few more goals scored. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As, as we are talking about breaking records, should we talk about Mitrovic in the championship? Yeah, so he's it. won. So he's won Player of the Season 
for the championship and he's also broken the scoring record. What a season he's had. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, 43 and 44 now, I think he got um, goals, which yeah. is incredible. It's I know it's championship and everybody says, oh, he's only good in the championship and not in the Premier League, which is too, true to an extent. Um, but this record is absolutely insane. It's almost a goal a game. Um, and the amount of games you play in the championship, that's so hard to sort of get that that consistency. So, yeah, it'd be great to see how well he does in the Premier League this time and see how well Fulham sort of strengthens to be able to accommodate his his abilities and see if they can replicate that in the in the Premier League. It'd be difficult, though. No, it, it will be difficult for him. Um, it was always difficult, but we have seen strikers come up, especially Bamford come up. They uh, do well in the championship and they've done well in the Premier League, especially Pookie. Vardy. When, when, yeah, Vardy. It's, I think it's about having the right team around you and if Fulham can strengthen or keep the way they are. If they can strengthen at the back, I reckon the defense, their attack will probably do fairly well. To I agree. They've got to strengthen a little bit in the attack, but mainly it's defense. As I said, like you do not want a championship level defense in the Premier League. Because you just can see goals and you won't be able to outscore your opponents and you go straight down. So that's the that's what happened the last time Fulham were in the, the Premier League as well. They had a, a terrible defence and they strengthened it slightly again. Joachim Anderson, who's now at Crystal Palace, but yeah, for most of that season they had a, a woeful defence and that that didn't help them at all. So no, yeah, that'd be a big part of their their window. I'd hope to see. Yeah, yeah, we they just don't want to go and buy a load of players. And then get relegated again. No, that's happened but before for them. I think this is the first in the last five times they got promoted. This is the first time they won the championship, I believe. You might be right. So um, hopefully this spells something a little bit different. And hopefully Fulham can not be the yo-yo club that most people see them to be. Yeah, to touch just on Mitrovic quickly again. He's, he's going to the World Cup, of course, of Serbia. But Serbia team looks absolutely amazing on paper. Well most of their players like Dusan Tadic Milikovic Minklovic Savic uh, obviously Mitrovic up front Jovic as well they've got some great players so it'll be interesting to see how well they do uh, at the World Cup with Mitrovic up yeah. front yeah hopefully hopefully you will have a um, good start to the um, Premier League season and hopefully be in fairly good form so be looking good for him to have a good World Cup mm, which might lead him to get a move to a bigger club, maybe mid-table Premiership. Well, yeah. he's already tried it at Newcastle. It didn't really work out. Maybe another team would take a punt on him. Maybe someone like Brighton. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I. Well, he's a bit of a different player now. He's he's since he's been in Newcastle days, he was a, sort of more of a youth striker, and he's now had a few more years under his belt, got a bit more experience. So he might do a lot better. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. The other news in the championship, Bournemouth have been promoted under the leadership of Scott Parker, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Slightly disappointed because I wanted Forrest to go up and Bournemouth played Forrest. As I said last week, they played them on Tuesday. Uh, it was a 1-0 victory to Bournemouth. Kiefer Moore scored. Yeah, they played from Cardiff. Uh, yeah, a bit of a... I, I can't really be, say I'm disappointed because Bournemouth have good uh, good history in the Premier League under how they always brought through a lot of youth players and saw them on. So it'd be interesting to see how they do in the Premier League. It's good to see them back. Yeah, That, that Norwich uh, Nottingham Forest Bournemouth game, that was not mm. a great game of football, which it wasn't a great game to go and get promoted, I don't think. They, they didn't play as, they didn't, they played as a championship team, I believe, not a Premier League team. Who, Forest or Bournemouth? Bournemouth. I know they got the win, but it was a late goal. Yeah, maybe because they're both quite close in quality. That's a little bit of a cagey one. Yeah, but just look at, I mean, Bournemouth, I I don't, I see them coming up, but I don't think they will stay up. I don't think, unless they strengthen really well, I don't see them coming up, but staying up. Yeah, they'll have to, have to spend a lot. Although Dominic Solanke looks finally to be able to score. He's got 29 and 46 this year, second the highest score in the league. So, It'll be interesting to see how well he does compared to Mitrovic in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've uh, we've had one league league one play. We've had the first legs of the League One playoffs, 
Um, I haven't watched any of them, but I just know Sunderland and Wigan Wanderers both won their first leg. Looks like if that is the final, which team would you want to get promoted to the championship? Uh, Wickham, because Adebayor. No, sorry, Akinfenwa. Not Adebayor. Akinfenwa, <laughs> although he is retiring at the end of the season. Maybe yeah, Adebayor he... still. Maybe he's there as well. I want to party. Yeah, yeah. When they got promoted last season, they got remote, uh, relegated from it last season, didn't they? But yeah, it's good for them to be in this position to go back up. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a good, it'd be a good send off for him if they do win it. Actually, yeah. I mean, I don't know about Sunderland. It's been a while since they've been in the Premier League. Now they were kind of a staple team. So yeah, maybe they've been in the League One, League One for a while actually. So it'd be interesting to see how they do in the Championship if they do go. Up. Yeah, they've um. They're kind of that's their level now, isn't it? They yeah. one, they've um, absolutely they struggled. They had the money and then they struggled and then yeah, they got relegated twice and yeah, never had some financial difficulties and different couple of owners and yeah, they just kind of stayed at that level and they've been close and they've I think they've been in the playoffs a couple of times, but never actually got out of it. Yeah. And the jump between League One and the championship is actually quite quite high. I mean, it's much less compared to the jump between League Two and League One. That's quite similar in terms of level, but League One to Championship is quite a big jump. So there'd be yeah. a lot of pressure on them to sort of invest well because they won't have a lot of money to spend anyway in the Championship. So just maybe a couple million at the max. Uh, should we move to um, Italy quickly? Yep. So both Milan teams have won. Um, I believe AC Milan are currently playing. Um, their game's just kicked off, which is nil-nil. But yeah, AC Milan are now top. But yeah, they both keep their title hopes alive. One point in it, I believe. Unless AC Milan wins tonight, which will give them a two-point lead. Yeah, absolutely. It, interesting, actually, the whole... They're actually really close. Quite a good title fight, especially for, I think we mentioned it last week, it's good for the older Italian fans to see them two teams fighting for champion for the league again. It's really good. Yeah, historically, they were the, one of the two best teams in Italy. And, you know, the last decade or so, especially for Inter, well, yeah, I mean, after the 2010s, really, mid-2010s onwards, they've been pretty bad. Um, so it's good to see them sort of invest well now and uh, have competent coaches and actually pushing for for titles. And then next year they'll be in the Champions League, so that'll be interesting to see how well they are able to do in that competition. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's good for AC Milan, especially with they've got an aging striker in Zlatan and Giroud. also Giroud. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. And um, yeah, it's I always like to see Giroud do well. <laughs> and Tamori, mate. Yeah, and Tamori. He, he's definitely but, needs to be in the England squad. Tamori, he's been great for, for Milan this year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, even Tammy Abraham, he's doing really well mm. over in Roma. But yeah, I think he'll stay under Mourinho. Look to be doing well. Yeah, Not Abraham. Yeah, there's been links to Arsenal, but for him, his development is definitely best for him to stay in Italy. I think he's enjoying his football there as well, which is the main thing. Yeah, he seems to be scoring as well. Quick tour of Barcelona. Barcelona sealed the Champions League spot with their win today. Yeah, it's good to see them back in the Champions League. Yeah, beat Raul Betis 2-1. Yeah, good to see them back in the Champions League. I guess it's where they belong. I think they'll end up second in the in La Liga. Still a million miles away from uh, Real Madrid. Madrid. But yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And they deserve to be like in the top two positions you know historically um so yeah yeah good for them it'd be good for their recruitment actually as well especially if they want to bring in certain players and like free like these free signings they're trying to get especially in like they've got christensen and they're trying to get alonso to come over from chelsea Mm. these players are going to be in the champions league next season if they stay at chelsea so they'll probably want to be going to a team that is playing in the Champions League again. Big selling point, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be good for their recruitment. Absolutely. Um, and then she finished in France. Yep. With um, Nantes beating Nice to win the French Cup. I believe it was a one nil pen- 
one nil penalty. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see these teams um, actually in the French Cup final rather than like PSG and Monaco. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's, I mean, ne- uh, Nantes are, are quite a decent team. Um, they did quite well last year in the Cup. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game to see these two play against each other. Um, I think Nice actually knocked out PSG um, on their route. So yeah, it'd be unfortunate for them not to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely good. I don't think it was the most thrilling game, but no, yeah, it's good. It's good for the fans, and yeah. Although the the guy who scored the goal, Ludovic Blas, he's quite highly rated. He went to Barcelona's sort of um, youth academy for a little bit. Okay, um, so I think he might be on the move eventually. Keep an eye out. Yeah, and it seems to be a lot of like talent comes from these like mid-table French teams. And goes on to do quite well. Yeah, I guess they're, they're sort of scouting ranges a little bit more broad than sort of other uh, teams and sort of the same level in other uh, leagues. So yeah, they sort of pick up uh, quite interesting players. Should we move on to our new segment around the world in 80 plays? Yes, let's do it, mate. Uh, so I sort of devised this segment uh, I mentioned it last week where we're going to pick a random team or league or player even and sort of talk about it and sort of see what's happening. I sort of wanted to touch on something that's sort of a little bit relevant at the moment, which is obviously the situation in Ukraine, which is obviously terrible. Um, but from the perspective we wanted to look at, it was obviously the football side, what's happening to the teams and the players, um, obviously, because there's no football at the moment that can happen. Um, so the, the league was shut down. Uh, they can't play football. Um, Dynamo Kiev, which is sort of the one of the two biggest teams, them and Shakhtar, uh, Dynamo have gone out and basically been playing friendlies against teams all across Europe, uh, sort of to raise funds for for helping with the conflict. Uh, so they played basically they quite played quite a few good teams like Dortmund. They played Basel, Dynamo Zagreb, yeah, all across Europe basically, and mainly it's been there. Uh, first 11 their starters obviously they've played some youth as well but what seems to be the case with Dynamo is that they haven't really loaned out or sold too many of their players they've loaned out um, a couple of South Americans to go back to South America but the main bulk of the Ukrainian people the players are actually staying with the club and going around Europe and that's the way they're sort of contributing to the effort Um, but yeah a few of the players gone back to, to South America as I said De Pena's gone back, he's a Uruguayan, and there's another Brazilian, and they've both gone to to clubs in Brazil uh, on short deals. So it'd be interesting to see in the future, because nobody really knows the sort of like the time frame of how long this will go on for what will happen to the the players um, in the long term. Will they be sold? Will they be uh, loaned out? Um, or will the teams move to a different country to play, which could be a possibility. In terms of Shakhtar Donetsk, um, which is probably the most, the most successful team in Ukraine. Um, they've sort of opted to to loan out most of their players, especially the foreign talent. You know, Shakhtar is renowned for having Brazilian players over the years, being sort of the manufacturers of, you know, William, Fred, uh, Douglas Costa, Adriano, uh, loads more. Um, they've had to loan them out, basically. So most of them have gone to um, Brazil, back home. Um, and it seems like most of them have found um, clubs they play for, which is good to see. And Shakhtar, I think a few of their Ukrainians have stayed maybe to fight. I'm not too sure, but they're not playing at the moment. And then there's a few other um, foreign players who are playing across Europe as well. There's uh, a fullback called Tete, who's at Lyon, uh, who's quite highly promising. A lot a lot of these players actually have quite highly um, uh, promising, they're good prospects. And so being loaned out, being transferred doesn't really stifle their career. Um, so hopefully it doesn't affect them in the long run, especially the Ukrainian national team. I know it's sort of hard to sort of think about this at this point in time, but it will be interesting to see the, the effects that it has and the whole situation on, on football in general for Ukraine domestically and as a national team. Yeah, definitely. And I believe a lot of people... On, who'd listen to this podcast would know um, Dynamo Kiev and Shakhtar mm. from the Champions League. 
And obviously, so the Ukraine League has two allocated spots for the Champions League. So it'd be interesting to see. I think it. I think there is talks about them two teams going into next year's Champions League. Mm. But it's it'd be interesting to see where that goes and whether they yeah. are allowed their allocation, which they should be, really, because it's not their fault they can't play football. Yeah, no, you're absolutely but right. They, absolutely right. I think. They should be. They should be allowed, and potentially, I don't know whether it's controversial or not, but potentially they should. The other teams they should be able to take Russia's allocation. You know, I would agree with that. To be honest, you know, Shakhtar and and Dynamo. I know we mentioned them, but they're the biggest clubs in Ukraine. They they've been in the championship this year. They built well. Shakhtar beat um, uh, Real Madrid, so they do have pedigree. Um, and they do so to be there next year. And I think for the other teams in the league, it, obviously they can't play and they might not have as many foreign players they're able to loan out. And maybe it'd be harder for them to loan out their sort of Ukrainian nationals. Um, but but generally for them, if they're able to play in another country, sort of move base, having it so they're allowed an easier entrance to Europe would massively benefit them in terms of the money that they can receive and hopefully they'll be able to sort of sustain the, the club for longer. But we'll see. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be be interesting. Um, yeah, hopefully we should be able to get back to watching some Ukrainian football soon. Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully it's um, as good as it used to be. Yes, um, let's move on. Should we? So this week on the pitch cider. There's been an article that I wrote about the Roman Abramovich effect and what he done for Chelsea Football Club. So if you haven't read that, please go and read it at thepitchsider.com. It's really good. I would recommend it. Are you uh, working on it, on anything, Toby? In article-wise, I am. Yes, I am, actually. But I've basically got like three or four things on the go at the moment. So I will not say what it is because I don't want to set myself up for failure. But there is stuff on the way people so <laughs> stay tuned for that uh always check out the pitchsider.com for latest articles and latest podcasts so you can just save the the web page i guess as a bookmark and it'll be a good stop for you for anything pitchsider related well the the article the next article that i'll be working on is the second part to my article now that um todd bowley will be potentially be the Chelsea owner. Later this month, I should have up on that website what we expect from Todd Bowley and who he is and just to provide more information on the new Chelsea owners. Mm, that'd be good. I'll be looking forward to that, mate. Yeah, I've got to start writing that first, but yeah, that'll be that'll be what I'm next working on. Just one other thing for the Pitch Cider. Um, if you check out our Instagram, which is the Pitch Cider podcast, we now do the Pitch Cider picks, which will be a daily post on our Instagram. And it'll be the game, our game of the day, which we will recommend you to watch. So, the, so today's game, which was as of the 8th, was the... Madrid derby between Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, which is just kicked off. But yeah, so every day there'll be a new post to let you know what game you should watch. And yeah, hopefully you should, if you come and check it out, hopefully you will enjoy the game as much as we will. Absolutely. Give it a follow. Let's move on to the last segment, which is the quiz. Yes, I'm ready. Slightly nervous. So I've got five questions for you about football. Okay. Question one. Which former Tottenham Hotspurs manager has competed in the Dakar Rally? That is Villas Boas. Andre Villas Boas. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Question two. What was the name of the hotel Jose Mourinho lived in when he managed Manchester United? It's the Lowry. Two for two. Good start. Good start. Good start. start. Jurgen Klopp has managed two clubs in Germany, Borussia Dortmund and can you name the other? Mainz. It's quite easy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably made this a little bit too easy, but 
we go. Um, question four. Only three German clubs have won the European Cup slash Champions League. Can you name them? Bayern Munich. Yeah. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Um, Hamburg. Yes. Nice. Three out of three. And the last question is, uh, who am I? Okay. So question five. I was originally a striker before coming a defender. I played 11 seasons for the same club before managing them. I've won two Bundesliga titles and a Champions League. I know. Mark Hughes? No. Uh, Yeah, keep going, mate. I thought I knew that one. It's... um... So the last sentence was, I've won two Bundesliga titles and a Champions League. Can you say the, the I, whole thing again? I was originally a striker before coming a defender. Uh-huh. I played 11 seasons for the same club before managing them. I've won two Bundesliga titles and a Champions League. Oh, is it club? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, oh. I thought it'd be a bit older than that. Then I realised, yeah, 11 seasons at Mainz he played. That's uh, uh, a good... good one. Stumped me there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take four out of five or whatever it was. Out five. Yeah, four out of five. Four out of five is good. Yeah, um, I'll take that. Yeah, and that leads us to the end of our podcast. Please like and rate our podcast and check out thepitchsider.com for new articles and new episodes of the podcast. Please follow us on our socials for all the latest football news and the Pitchsider picks on the Instagram. Thank you for joining me, Toby. Thanks, mate. That's right. And uh, thank you for the listener. And goodbye.